0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, in-betweeners and our guest from the other side. I am your hostess with the mostest here, Alexander Rodriguez here for On the Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix, and tonight the spirits will definitely be mixing. We are kicking off Halloween uh, with pumpkin spice lattes and yoga pants. Actually, uh, vodka and uh, male spanks. <laughs> we don't do anything small around here. So, literally, we are bringing you Halloween's best from TLC's Kindred Spirits, now in its second season, paranormal investigators Amy Bruni and Adam Berry. We have actor fighter musician Alex Ponovic, 6'5, by the way, from sci fi's Van Helsing, CW's iZombie, War for Planet of the Apes, and so much more. We even have a picture of him fighting Anthony Hopkins. Hot stuff here. We have clairvoyant musician Re- TV personality, yes, you've seen him on Real Housewives of Orange County, Scott Cruz, and my designated driver for tonight, my guest co host, Michael Ferreira. Let the drinks begin.
1: Thank you for being. Boulevard.
2: Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death.
0: I'd like to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network.
1: Class in your seat, seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night.
0: hear myself. There I am. Chris, bring me in, please. It's my own damn show. Um, Halloween is one of my favorite, favorite holidays. Um, it would be number one if I got gifts, though. Why don't we give gifts on Halloween? It's so rude. Um, but I love um, I love Halloween and ghosts and gay ghosts when I say boo, boo, boo. There's silence here. (laughs) I'm so excited tonight because I'm obsessed with the paranormal, mediums, um, especially if they have muscles, and of course, horror shows on TV. And tonight we have something for everyone, for the ladies and the men's. Um, Speaking of the ladies, Alex, we just have to start the show off. We have this poor girl. It's 2 a.m. her time. We have Lori Williams, and she just wants a quick shout-out. Can you say hi to Lori?
3: Lori. Lori, get to bed. It's two AM. She'll be like with you, sir. Ah. <laughs> See, I'm coming to get you. Hey, by the way, I'm already out of my vodka. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well you're pass, six five. Pass we should have given you like here. yeah. That's we should have given
0: you the big tumbler. That's a co-host function. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: <Bartender laughs> <slash> co-host. <laughs> anyway,
0: hi Lori, there is your Laurie! shout out. We Laurie! got we got lots of fan questions uh for you, Alex. We're gonna be answering. Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, Google Play. And and, of course, we are streaming live on Facebook, on Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network, and now Bear Magazine, Barrowed Magazine. Roar. Check out my Barrowed Magazine <laughs> uh, interviews and fun movie reviews. In fact, this, this last week was one of my most interesting interviews that I did, and that was with Mr. Scott Cruz. So check that out. My reviews of Orville and the new Star Trek are coming out this week. Oh, I die. Uh-oh. I die. I die. Alex, we need to get you on that new Star Trek. Did you like it? I loved it, and I don't like anything. Like Yeah, I know. He like, doesn't like for anything. For Schindler's List, I was like, it was okay. I thought for sure you were about <laughs> to trash Star Trek. No, it was, was so great. good. No, it's I heard good. it was
3: great. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but I have some really good friends that are big fans of it, and they, they loved it. Well, we need to see you on there. All right,
0: we'll Especially do it. Especially one of those uniforms. They just need <laughs> to know
4: how to find it, though well it's on that weird CBS and everybody's complaining oh my god
3: it's $8.99 a
0: month you spend more on a drink a I know that yeah. so just do it uh, for <laughs> our audio <laughs> listeners you can check out the video stream uh, so you're missing out on all the action here and all the muscles and the beauty today you can uh, see us on the video stream on Facebook and now the Hillcrest social app for free you can see all of our videos streaming for free download the app for iPhone and Android today they have tons of giveaways um, and they're good people there my mom Mama Rose is in the chat room yes. on ubnradio.com and on the rock facebook page she's answering all your questions she has done her research she has a full <laughs> bottle of vodka and if you don't keep her busy she's going to find me another baby daddy so uh <laughs> keep keep her busy she will relay your live questions and comments to us that we will also answer on the air you can also call in um chris what's the phone number to, to call in it's right there on the mouse pad it's written there sweetie sweetie three two three two eight four Seven eight two six. Thanks for that enthusiasm, by the way. He almost fell asleep <laughs> as, as he's telling me that. Very <laughs> sulky. <soulful>. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Chris, I'd like to introduce to you, you know, Tony Sweet has been running our boards. Uh, Chris is the newest member of our On The Rocks family running our boards. yeah. What's up? What's Yay. up? Yeah. yeah. All right, Chris. Yeah. And he's so handsome. Okay. Tell us a little bit
4: about yourself. By the way, if Tony was still there, he would have put the applause on there for oh. himself. You need, to, yes. you need to do that. Yes. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. Now yeah. we got it. Uh, I'm <laughs> me.
0: You're you. Awesome. Okay. Well, that was informative. <laughs> I actually love an engineer so who doesn't talk that much. Yeah, he's so, so serious. Chris. I even poured you some vodka. Get it together. Um, and what I meant by tell me a little bit about yourself is tell me, am I your favorite host of all time? Of course. (laughs) That's a sound hype. That's going to go viral. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back to the show. My co-host for tonight, longtime friend and leader in the nonprofit world, founder of LifeWorks Mentoring, the leading LGBT youth program uh, at the LA LGBT Center, and currently executive director of the AIDS Monument, going into West Hollywood Park, an avid entertainment junkie and performer himself. He has seen practically every Broadway show, movie, and big name concert performer from here to New York. Welcome back.
4: Thank you so much. That was a, great that to was be, be here. Year. I know that was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I that was like, "Where's Chris? Try. Take some notes with I the three pens." I didn't think did anything until. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to send my thanks to Cinema Diverse, the Palm Springs uh, Film Festival, for having me this last weekend. Chris, there's some pictures there. Um, it was a weekend full of great films. I hosted and did the Q and A, incidentally, for the LGBT supernatural films, and it was so fun. Um, and uh, we were on the big screen, by the way. There's On the Rocks on the big screen, um, and it's good to know that independent filmmaking. is is alive and well. As one of the directors put it, uh, we make these films to tell our stories simply because we need it. Hashtag we need it. And I thought that was the best quote um, all weekend. I do have one complaint, Cinema Diverse and Camelot Theaters, and here's the picture. At the opening night party, all of the hors d'oeuvres were healthy. They served lettuce crabs. (laughs) I mean, lettuce wraps. Um, And I know, Scott, you don't ever eat sugar or what? No sugar, no. Go to hell. Just meat. Well, th- I mean, I can appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but then the That sugar? was your segue into the Yes. <laughs> We're half friends. <laughs> that was the We're meaty sounds. friends. Meaty friends. Very thick Well, friends. I'm very meaty friend, yes. Thick as um, thieves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are thicker than others, I'll okay. tell you that much. I've been trying. spanks. <laughs> uh But thank God for the open bar, but lettuce wraps. Let us wrap. Yeah, that's <laughs>
4: fun. All right, fun. sweetie.
0: All right, let us welcome our first guest today, um, Paranormal investigator gamer. Uh, oh, that's, I coined uh, a new... It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Gamer. Gamer. Well, no. Well, Adam Berry is the gamer. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Amy Bruni um, is not. Uh, paranormal <laughs> investigator Amy Bruni uh, first encountered paranormal activity as a six-year-old when her family moved to Alameda, California. Anybody that moves to Alameda, it's, it's bound to be some some scary times there. Um, Amy's family encouraged her <laughs> to not let the paranormal world spook her, but instead to embrace it. Amy's been chasing ghosts ever since. In fact, her father started taking her on paranormal investigations when she was only nine years old as she got older her fascination kept growing in her 20s amy spent her weekends flying to haunted locations and conducting her own investigations her passion for the paranormal became her full-time job when she joined the wildly popular sci fis ghost hunters in 2007 recently she founded strange escapes which is awesome Uh, it's a paranormal travel agency uh, that pairs people with the largest and most haunted locations in the u.s um, and she does that in her free time between hanging out with the ghosts. That's
3: kind
0: of <laughs> badass. Yeah, it's so badass. Amy is badass right now. Um, and her paranormal uh, co investigator is Adam Barry He brings the sass to the show, um, and I love his reactions. By the way, <laughs> every reaction needs to be like a, like a GIF or gif. Do they say gif? Yeah, GIF. GIF yeah, I say JIF. Adam Adam want Yes. Adam grew up in the small town of Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals. Yes, please. Sounds like heaven. Um, and he. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) He had more paranormal experiences in his childhood than most people do in a lifetime. But unlike Amy, uh, the spirits Adam faced terrorized him. Uh, When he was just nine years old, Adam saw a paranormal creature haunting his home, which I've never heard of. Um, It looked like a menacing ghost dog. Um, and He couldn't escape the harrowing sound of the dog scratching against the wall. I mean, that's just terrifying. Um, His TV mysteriously glowed. And he had his most intense experience in 2006 at Gettysburg. He saw massive white figures in a field and heard loud gunshots and... um and people yelling. And he rushed and he found no explanation explanation for what he witnessed. Um, and this sparked his interest in the paranormal. And just a few years, he quickly progressed from unknown paranormal novice to well-respected researcher. And his new fashion, uh, newfound passion was that was that your grinder, Scott? That's was my grinder. Okay. <laughs> his newfound passion led him I'm still not getting laid. I know laid. it's not Alex's grinder. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> like, whoa. Still not getting laid yeah. with the grinder. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, Adam's newfound passion led him to compete on Ghost Hunters Academy, which landed him a spot on Ghost Hunters hunters in 2010 um and that's where he met amy in addition and i love this He runs a musical theater in Massachusetts. I bet he does a great version of Sweeney Todd, by the way. Um, And he works as a real estate agent selling haunted properties to only the (laughs) bravest of thrill seekers. You guys, I want to hang out with them. They live so far. In each episode of TLC's uh, Kindred Spirits, the two investigators meet with a family in need and try to contact the spirits in question to bring peace to the family's home. So they're not just there to say, ooh, la, la, here's what's happening. They try to resolve issues, bring peace, um, and have some fun while they're at it. And they do have a lot of fun. Welcome to the show, Amy and Adam. woo Nice.
3: Hey. Yeah. 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 Chris, so some bye. applause. Oh. There hey. we go. There we there go. go. There we go. Point.
0: <laughs> so I am so fascinated. I love the season premiere of season two, you know, in no other place but like the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Because bed and breakfast. <laughs> you know, I love that. Where else? Yeah. Um, how, uh, when you guys heard that season two was happening, how, 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 did, how did you guys feel about that?
5: Uh, well, we were super excited. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that's like, I mean, we were watching the ratings pretty closely, and everyone kept t- kept telling us we were gonna be fine. But then it just, came, you know, it, they wait till like the very last second to say yes, you have a season two. And so, you know, you just you want to keep going. We had so much fun with season one, and we were just anxious to get back out there.
2: We got really drunk.
5: We got really drunk. We just got really
2: drunk. We we did because we were in Gettysburg, and we just continued to drink the night away once we found out we were like we Great. don't need a lot of excuses to do <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
0: lady and gentlemen maybe a lot of what you're seeing is you know alcohol induced I tend to see a lot of spirits when I see Judy Garland visit me <laughs> I see white, white people in here gunshots too when I'm there <laughs> so I received a lot of questions for you guys people want to know what is the shooting schedule like when you visit a location how many days are you, are you there do you sleep there um, how many hours do you have to work do you get any off time and what do you do in your off time?
5: Oh, well, I mean, it it really depends on the house as to whether we're going to sleep there or not. (laughs) But uh, I mean, typically it's usually about five days we spend at each location. And I don't know that families are always aware of just how long we're actually going to be there, (laughs) you know, and and they oftentimes have to go stay at a hotel for that uh, duration. So, yeah, each shoot's about five days. We investigate three or four nights. We During the day, we go and research and try to dig up more information about the property, uh, the family, the history. Um, and so there's, during a shoot, there's literally no downtime. Like, every second, even when we're done at night and the cameras aren't rolling. Like we said, Adam and I, we have a ritual. Like, every night afterwards, we go back to our hotel and we... Have a glass of wine and we discuss everything, and I love we wait it. The next day and continue. <laughs>
2: so exactly, and we don't. I mean, like when we're investigating, we don't really have much downtime. I would say, but um, uh, in our off time, I mean, we. I mean, we're we're real life friends, which actually helps. Like, I just came from her house this morning, and it's, you know, uh, we hung out last night investigating a old opera house in Newport, and. Um, We do that, and we go on trips, vacations. Uh, My husband and I are uncles to her daughter, basically. I mean, we're the gunkles, so it works out very nicely. Um, And so, you know, thank God we get along, because we spend a lot of time with each other, for sure.
0: And so you guys met on Ghost Hunters. Was it love at first sight? What are some of the things that attract you about the other person?
5: Wait, Uh, tell them what I wrote. Tell them what I wrote. Exactly what I was going to say. You don't even need to prompt me. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, uh, when we... uh, when when Adam won, I got a message from him that was like, so, hey, I won Ghost Hunters Academy, by the way, I think you're fierce, were his exact words. Yep, is <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and, um, and no, but when we did uh, finally like, start filming together a few weeks later, I, our crew immediately noticed how we got along, because there's just that dynamic i mean it's 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 hard to say, but like there is that dynamic where you have a, a male and a female on screen, but there's no like sexual tension, you know, and there's not that like female competitive thing that happens. It's just this like great kind of brother sister thing that's happening, and then it just became that way in real life like we really did become like really good friends, so it's yeah. been awesome.
0: Now, there's so many interviews of you guys on on YouTube, so I'm not going to ask you the same boring questions that you get. They're actually not boring questions. They're fascinating, but you've already been asked them, and this is on the rocks. We don't do anything kosher around here. So hard-hitting question. I have to know, which network has better craft services, sci-fi, and Alex, you can speak to this, or TLC? Uh, Well,
2: I like our craft services because we get to decide what goes in it. Yes oh yeah, okay
5: great because we're in charge of the craft like, like it's just us so like they ask us every shoot what do you guys want and so we can make a list where on ghost hunters you know, there were what seven of us on the show and we were kind of like you know yeah
2: <laughs> i'm all for, I'm all, we for beef jerky, we got yeah. I'm all for beef jerky but not every day
5: yeah. <laughs>
2: not beef, beef jerky You're like so, let's have
0: pate tonight all right
2: Oh yeah. Well, you know, we always try to sneak in a bottle of wine, especially when we're in the middle of nowhere and we've been working all day. We're like, I'm going to give you $20. and you
1: please just go yeah. get
2: us a bottle of good, like, you know, about $15 bottle of wine, whatever it is. Just get us something so that we can have it when we're done here, please. And cheese.
0: So how does paranormal investigating affect your family life? Amy, I know that you're a mother. Adam, I know you were married to your husband and you have high maintenance chihuahuas, Cheeto and Maria, by the way oh there <laughs> which one is that
2: that's maria Hi. maria's the
5: nice
0: one hey maria um but how, do, how does it affect your family life and amy do you do investigating uh with your daughter
5: oh no she's four and she calls adam and make ghost finders and whenever he comes <laughs> to the house and we're like leave for a trip she's like are you going to be ghost finders that's so <laughs> you know cute. and so she doesn't really get it yet and um she just, she has the weirdest upbringing. You know, she goes on these trips with us and there's all these people investigating. and she just, But she doesn't have that uh, idea of what ghosts are. But I think the hardest thing is just kind of traveling. That's, that's really uh, the hardest thing for me is I, I don't travel a ton. Most of the time I'm home. But when I leave, it's for three or four days. And most of our, our cases are in New England. But, um, but that's the hard thing is kind of spreading that out so I have enough time at home in between each trip. Um, but she's kind of always been raised that way and she knows mama always comes home, but that's the biggest challenge so far until she starts asking me about like, you know, the afterlife.
1: Right. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say it's hard cause I, I live in Provincetown, Massachusetts. That's where I live. So in the summer, it's hard to leave because it's just physically almost impossible to get out of town. Not that I want to leave. Um, but I would say I, I have it a little bit easier because I, I don't have, uh, you know, a child and family obligations. But, you know, we're about to get really busy. Uh, October is our busy month. And so I don't think we leave th- we leave this weekend and we are never home for, for a while. Um, but we try to balance it out with uh, humor and, um, you know, wine and, and fun, fun <laughs> activities, really. <laughs>
5: We're talking about wine a lot tonight. I, yes. no. I feel like uh,
0: Kindred Spirits should be sponsored by, like, Barefoot Wine or something.
2: Know, or, like, a wine called Kindred Spirits. Anyone?
0: Anyone oh, that's such a good idea. You heard it here, folks here. You owe royalties to us.
5: I want to show them that bottle, but it's like... I know. It's over there. Yeah,
0: it's over there. Um, how has contact with the paranormal affected... Um, or plays in your religious life or your faith? This is my favorite question to ask people in in the world, Mm -hmm. um, in in, in the paranormal world, um, because the answers are all over the place. Um, And if you don't, you know, it's kind of a personal question, but um, does it play a part in your faith?
2: I, uh, uh, I, I, yes. I mean, here's the thing. I grew up (laughs) in Alabama, beautiful town, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. If you've never been there, it's fine. Um, and I grew up Southern Baptist, and I enjoyed my time living there, but I didn't enjoy uh, necessarily what I was being taught in the church, especially toward the, like, when I was, like, growing up and maturing and finding out who I was as a person and individual. Uh, but I I like to tell people that no matter what religion you are, if you do this enough, it will change the way you feel about uh, the things that you've been taught or told based on your religion. I think um, uh, based on what I've seen personally, I think people would stop arguing on Facebook over random crap. I think people would stop treating each other like jerks because we see things that show that this isn't the only, you know, life that we're going to be living, I would say. And it, um, and once the second we think we know the answer, we don't know the answer. Right, Brittany?
5: Yeah. I mean, I, um, I've never been like a particularly religious person. I mean, my family is and everything. And I've always had this idea that there's a higher power and, um, you know, but I never wanted to put like a face or a name to it. Um, and I still don't really, but just doing this, I, I see these and, and Adam and I both, you know, especially with kindred spirits, we see these entities that that's what we call them, but people who are here for Things that we kind of take for granted, you know, that they, they come back for something as trivial as like they were, they were having an argument with someone when they passed away and they never said, I'm sorry. Or, you know, they they lost a wedding ring and they want to tell someone where it is. Like, these are the things that they're dwelling on when they pass away. And, and these are things that we kind of just pass over every day. And we're spending so much time... On things that probably just don't matter ultimately and so that I think that has changed my perspective in a way where uh, I try to live every day just looking and, and realizing what's really important and you know like today I picked up my daughter from school and I was like oh I have to get home and do all this stuff but it was such a perfect day it was like nope we're going to the beach like I dropped everything and was like, we're going to go to the beach because it's the end of September and it's 80 degrees in New England. And when does that happen? We're going to the beach, <laughs> you know? And those are just little things like that's, that's, it, it just changes the way you live a little bit.
0: You guys, um, why is Amy always the one taking notes with her pad and pencil and, and Adam, you're just kind of like,
5: what's I happening? It.
2: It's all here. It's all <laughs> right here.
0: And the two it's bottles of empty. wine. Okay.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm upset. Obs- I am. I Take notes obsessively, and they asked me about that in the beginning when, when we were first shooting um, season one, and. I always take notes. Like, my house is filled with notepads because it's just how I remember things. And half the time, I don't even look at them again. Occasionally, I'll look at them if I'm trying to find, like, a name or something. But it's just that action helps me remember things. So I do it all the time. And it's nice to be
2: able to do it on the show. Yeah, and I do take notes if I'm interviewing someone because I want to make sure I remember what to tell Amy because I'll just forget.
5: Hey. You listen now.
0: You stop. <laughs> Are there any situations and environments that you will not go into?
5: Um, unsafe. One, I mean, it, you know, there's there's definitely it's been I mean, there aren't many, but there have been places where like parts of places we're investigating where we're like, we're not going in there because we just think it's unsafe or or anything like that. But as far as something being too paranormal for us, like that's never happened. I mean, we've we've uh, been contacted by
2: people that need psychological help more so than uh, ghost hunters to come into their house. They need like actual pills. They need dolls.
0: <laughs> come to West and, Hollywood, you'll have a field day. <laughs> thank you.
2: So, you know, those we also don't go. We're not going to do that. We're not going to put ourselves in harm's way, especially if we know that it can be solved from a psychiatric perspective.
0: Now, why do ghosts only come out at night, and do they um, acknowledge daylight savings time? <laughs> <I wish. laughs>
5: um, it, it, they actually don't just come out at night. Like, okay. we, uh, we get cases all the time where people see things during the day. And so um, we investigate at night mainly because once it gets a little bit later, Everything kind of simmers down. You know, everyone's asleep. there's less traffic outside. there's less like you know, contamination is what we call it when we're trying to investigate. Everything's just quieter. So we prefer nighttime. Um, in the dark, it's easier to see certain light anomalies and things. and and so that's why we investigate at night. Obviously, for TV too, it looks a lot spookier, but right. you know, if somebody tells us that you know every day they see you know a woman in white walk down the hallway at noon, we're probably gonna investigate that spot at noon. So there are times where we're there in the daytime, but unless something happens, they don't really show it on the show. Yeah, and you bring up
2: a good you bring up a good point because daylight savings time, we always, people always ask us about, it's a question maybe that somebody's asked, like dead time. They call it dead time, which is the hours between like 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. is like supposed to be the spookiest time. And they're like, do you guys believe in dead time? And we're like, no, because ghosts can do anything they want if they're intelligent at any time. And again, if it's daylight savings time, like, or if you're in a different time zone, what is three a.m.? Is it three a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific? Like, does it make any difference? We don't. You know, so we don't ascribe to that kind of stuff.
0: We have some comments from the chat room. Uh, Kylie says Amy is the best mom, and Josh and Donna uh, want you both to say hi to them.
5: Hi, Josh. Hi. Hey, Donna. Hey, D and Jay.
0: <laughs> um. Also, will your show be on DVDs? Is a comment we got.
5: We keep asking because we would love to have them. Like when we do a lot of uh, conventions and everything, we would love to be able to sell them because people yep. always ask for them. Uh, but so far it's just digital. It's on iTunes and Amazon. So people can download season one if they want to catch up. It's there. And I'm going to bootleg it, it and just <laughs> sell it. I'm going to bootleg
0: it. <laughs> awesome. All right. We do a little game here on On the Rocks called Rapid Fire 5. Who wants to go first?
5: Amy does. Yes, please. I want to get it over with. <laughs> 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 I am terrible at these things. I do not operate well under yes, pressure.
0: All, right. <laughs> all right, Amy. What is your strangest fan request?
5: pictures of my feet all the time. Oh my god. That is so weird. I was one of them. <laughs> Alex would like a
0: picture of your feet. He'll send you a picture of something no, there's else. There's a website team. called
1: Vicky Feet. They're all
0: wrong. Oh god. Oh my love. Nobody wants to see my feet. That's that's what's scary. Um Amy, what is the most embarrassing song on your playlist?
5: Oh gosh. Probably there's a lot of like there's a lot of Taylor Swift on there, and I blame it oh, on my daughter. Amy, but...
0: Amy, I think that's possession right there. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, Amy,
0: your favorite horror film?
5: Oh, The Shining.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, your biggest fear?
5: <sighs> I'm hugely claustrophobic. So tunnels, elevators. I'm terrified of elevators. I
0: hate them. I so yeah. It. Yikes. Um, and who would play you in *Kindred Spirits* the movie?
5: Uh, I people always tell me I look like Rachel McAdams, so maybe her. Oh yeah,
0: oh, yeah I could yeah, totally yeah, see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'd probably be a better actress though. She's not one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, Adam. Uh, Adam, what is your least favorite Broadway show?
2: Uh, I um, uh uh that the one about the um the passing over, My Life, the one with the dancing lemons about the Tourettes, the kid with the Tourettes. Anybody in My Life? Awful. <laughs> terrible, oh oh
0: okay all right. What is the worst gift your husband has ever given you?
2: Oh my god. He's standing right here. <laughs> um, I got a beautiful, amazing, handcrafted crafted potter- pottery thing for my 30th birthday that literally said 30, but he like homemade it with like uh flour and water, like a Oh,
0: that's cute.
2: It's adorable, but I was I was like it's my 30th birthday, like at least like, you know, diamonds or something. something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um if you could have lunch with someone from the dearly departed, who would it be?
2: Um. Uh, uh, well, I don't know why Michael Jackson comes to mind, but yes. What? Weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> why not? Uh,
0: what is your ritual when you come home from an investigation? What's the first thing that you do?
2: Why? Uh, I, my dogs <laughs> yeah. attack my face.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
2: My chihuahuas literally attack my face, and then I have a martini.
0: Perfect. Uh, what is your most asked question?
2: Uh, where's the scariest place we've ever been? That's probably the most (laughs) asked question we've, always. All
0: right, so we're going to play a really quick game, and you guys have to shout out who's responsible. So the answer is either going to be Amy or Adam, and you just shout it out, okay?
1: Okay.
0: It's going to be like questions like, okay. So, worst driver, three, two, one. Amy. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Okay, uh, biggest diva on set, three, two, one. Oh. (laughs) Adam. (laughs) you guys are so funny uh most likely to run out of a building without the other neither Uh, no no.
5: we wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't oh you guys sorry we really wouldn't the best best... (laughs) cameraman the cameraman
0: (laughs) he's like i'm not getting paid enough for this uh the best cook
5: me Yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah
0: best dancer Adam <laughs> I believe that oh god that was a sample <laughs> is, that, is that a dance or a seizure I don't even know <laughs> no, no,
5: <it's>
0: shimmy. <laughs> uh, does anybody from our panel have, have any last questions for Amy or, or Adam No. Uh, I, I'm so excited to have seen the premiere of Kindred Spirits it's Friday nights it's on TLC thank you guys so much uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to watch some sneak peeks uh, from uh, from the this season uh, season two uh, real fast where can our listeners find and follow you
5: At Amy Bruni on Twitter, Instagram, and then Amy Bruni on Facebook.
2: I am Adam Berry on Facebook, uh, Adam J. Berry on Twitter, and Adam
0: Barry on Instagram. Awesome. I can't wait to see so much more of you guys. Special shout out to Charlotte Fletcher at TLC. Um, She's such a great person, and she set this up, and I love her. All right, let's take a few peeks. You guys are free to go and get drunk. Bye, guys. All right, you guys, some moments from TLC's Kindred Spirits. Whoa. Whoa. Oh,
1: oh my right. god.
0: 11 years ago, she
2: started having crazy experiences.
1: Yeah. I would yeah. swear I saw somebody out
5: there standing against one of the trees.
2: I saw something move in the woods. An accident.
5: There was a huge spinning blade, and she walked into that thing.
3: <laughs> Did that bear just move? Count with me. One, two, three. Dark not I want to watch that now
0: and we're back um, you guys and uh, they sent me screeners uh, for the first couple of episodes and it's 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 just great and you see their chemistry is so great yeah they're pretty great yeah I love they're them so much fun uh, real fast, want to hang out with the show? On the Rocks is coming out and about to you. Uh, Friday, October 6th at 7.30 p.m. I will be moderating the Q&A for the Marina del Rey Film Festival for the premiere of Valentina, uh, which is the latest film by Jorge Um uh, He's going to be the Latino Steven Spielberg. I swear to God, his films are so great. And I'm going to be there questions and answers and all that kind of stuff so come see me there uh halloweeny 12 is here friday october 27th i'll be at the belasco in los angeles beautiful beautiful venue uh that we will massacre it is the event in la to go to costumes like you cannot believe i'm gonna be setting up a little booth and i'm gonna be doing live streams with the celebrities um so everybody has to come and come see me there or come watch the live streams on facebook palm springs pride is here Uh, Well, it's not here yet. It'll be here in November. I'm going to be on the main stage as their official MC for eight hours every day on Saturday and Sunday, first weekend of November. Make your travel plans and hotel plans to come out early. Come hang out with me. Uh, Like us on Twitter and Instagram at OnTheRocksOnAir, on the web, OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will be there. Info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. All right. Let me formally introduce our guest. I'm so excited, you guys. Towering at six five. Alex Ponovic has literally done everything and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that last part I wrote in. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> um, it's <An> no- <laughs> young my friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's more vodka. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> yes. Oh God. And we got interesting <laughs> questions from you, from fans that oh, we're going to answer. Um, it's no surprise that the sci-fi Van Helsing star is breaking hearts uh, across screens, big and small. Canadian-born Alex knew from an early age that he was destined to tell stories. A skilled athlete with a championship amateur boxing title under his belt, his thirst for living on st- uh, on the edge led him to career as a stunt actor. You're so big, though. I can't even imagine. You probably like yeah, that, knocked everything out.
3: That, that car crashes weren't my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we have a Mini Cooper. No, no sorry. Not gonna
0: um, in addition to his strength and athletic accolades, Alex uh, is a musician at heart and was part of a rock band in his youth. And I know you have some band stories. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was during a performance when he was asked to audition for the HBO film uh, Heads and his fate would have it. He landed the role. Starring Roddy McDowell, by the way. Did he try to hit on you? I played his butler. Yeah, I know. Did he yeah. try to? Did he try to buttle you? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about.
6: that. <laughs> I just that. heard I played his butt. That's all. No, no, no. I played his butt.
0: No, Roddy McDowell is. He was such a sweetheart, and I mean, he knew every. He was Elizabeth Taylor's like best friend. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, as your first role, we're we're gonna talk about that. Um, And from that role, he's set forth to take Hollywood by storm. Fans know Alex uh, from such roles as uh, Sergeant Omer Fisher and Battlestar Galactica, as well as his role as a developmentally, I can't even say that. That's Mm -hmm. how challenged I am. uh, Accused of murder and personal effects. Opposite, you guys, Kathy Bates, Michelle Pfeiffer and eh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, (laughs) 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 Alex's other credits to date include the film This Means War. Opposite Tom Hardy. You guys watch Mm. it. The yeah. Karate Scene, <laughs> <laughs> Blackaway, with an intense scene with Anthony Hopkins that we have a picture of, um, as well as the highly anticipated War for Planet of the Apes, which we have some great pictures uh, with Woody Harrelson. And additionally, he has started numerous television series such as Supernatural, Continuum, I Zombie cult classic uh, The 100 Once Upon a Time and Smallville um, I do love your performance in Supernatural though <laughs> that was very special the for me spandex are you talking about the spandex that so, wait your co-stars and you uh, oh, in the same screen <laughs> um, including don't forget his lesser known role as soldier number four in Roswell The Aliens Attack <laughs> I added that one in there do you like that <laughs> what I love that's about cool Alex one. is that he has defied being stereotype as the gruff mean villain by bringing complex layers to his characters and an emotional spirit that literally literally jumps off the screen he isn't trancing when you watch any of his projects um he's also an active supporter of the red cross impact anti-bullying campaign welcome to the show alex panovic wow thank you guys wow
3: that is an intro an yes intro. that is an intro
0: also joining in the show, Scott Cruz is a clairvoyant medium and a spiritual counselor. He possesses the ability to empower people, connect with the past, see the present, and foresee an individual's life trajectory for the future, as well as connect with those who have crossed over. I am so fascinated with this gentleman. Um, he is a teacher of the power of consciousness and creating reality, which can help guide individuals into vibrational alignment. I didn't write this, obviously. <laughs> I wrote <laughs> it. Yeah. You're doing
6: okay. <laughs> yeah. you want me to just read it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I'd read you. You
4: didn't know what's called vibrational <laughs> alignment. <did you>? Yeah. That's <laughs> the
0: way I'm standing. No, so being in West Hollywood. He's sitting
6: in alignment with it, you know? it. Being
0: in like West Hollywood, when you read people, you're like, no, I can read you. Girl, yeah. I've already been read.
6: Right.
0: Um, um, his renowned ability has led him to be a guest star on such shows as The Real Housewives of Orange County, where his prediction caused a huge stir with the housewives and the truth was brought to light and his inti- intuition was proved correct. That was huge. I remember that so so intensely, in fact, a lot of people were affected by that. Uh, Cruz is also a talented composer and performer who has captured an impressive five prestigious Telly Award wins for his musical scoring. His latest single, Rescue, with Grammy Award-winning record company Domo Music Group, is representative of Scott's musical prowess. He's been recognized for his musical works, uh, which have been featured on major television networks, including Discovery Channel, History Channel, and the 3Net Sony IMAX Channel, and my YouTube on repeat over and over and over and <laughs> oh, over. Awesome. Now available on iTunes as well. This prolific singer, songwriter, producer, and composer's formative years included a healthy dose of formal music, education, and exposure to various genres of music, which you can hear in all of his songs, uh, including gospel, pop, electric, and rock. Scott began writing and producing his own songs at the age of 16. Music is his passion. He connects with his listeners and fans through his creative gift of musicality. He touches fans and admires on several levels through his powerful gift and powerful music. I hope he touches all of us here tonight. (laughs) Welcome, everybody! Wow.
6: Man, talk about a salesman, right? (laughs) I'm like, what? Just me and that. I mean, it's like, he, t- he touched me. He touched me. We have a gentleman present. Please, please. That's the point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alex, I I am so astounded by your international reach. You know, I know you lived in, in Canada for a long time and you've done so many different projects, some great projects. Right. Some not so great projects. Absolutely. And I've seen them all. <laughs> but you're following, when we opened it up, say, hey, come send your questions. And we got questions from all over the nation, not just the country, wow. all over the nation. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to ask some just to start it off just to please our lady friends be gentle Uh, this is from Monica Pereira
3: Pereira right Uh, what is your biggest fear what's my biggest fear Um, my biggest fear would have to be um, okay I'm not a big fan like I can handle a lot of stuff as a big dude but I'm not a big fan of spiders interesting i have no idea why i don't know where that came from but spiders is not my my friend
0: i find that so interesting like if I, if if we were roommates yeah i'm available for that by the way um <laughs> and there was a spider i would definitely call to think of you to hey there's a spider in you the know the what house. i faked it a lot and i was like i don't you know I
3: with think the we spiders just let it alone we just leave it alone let it go do its thing but i'm not a big fan of i'm not a big fan
4: i think a lot of big guys don't like spiders yeah. I don't like spiders. I have to get somebody else to get rid of a spider. I, I don't I'll get rid, rid of Are you take a five them. Michael? I, I'll get rid of them, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not
6: I'm not
3: a fan of getting <laughs> see, rid of them. I keep
6: them. one. I keep one in the house at all times because you know they kill the other insects like see, flies. That, that's made, you keep a so spider? Just one. Just that one. Makes, it makes yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. That's it's like my buddy. It's my buddy, yeah. You need friends, but there's no other <laughs> insects. sex. <laughs> I do, besides the ghosts, ghosts and spiders. Mm. Ghosts yeah, and spiders. That's what it is, right? <laughs> You're
0: you are so perfect for a Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not bringing you back for Christmas. <laughs> Alex, again yeah. from Monica. What is the strangest? And I got this question so many oh, times. Man. What is the strangest or naughtiest thing a fan has sent you through the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Not transmitted to you. Sent you. Transmitted. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't.
3: I was uh, sent a used vibrator. Oh. Wow. Was that from Roddy McDonald? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I that's what I was sent. I was sent that. Wow. And no no address, no no note nor anything, just a Was it was from Sunset Gower Studios? I know. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> <my God. laughs> Such a selfless gift. <laughs> yeah, right? And it was uh yeah, wasn't wasn't happy about it. My agency was just like, "What? <laughs> what is this? Get rid of it." Yeah, not a not a fan.
0: But it's hard not to present yourself as a sexual figure with your you're so uh, tall and like and then of course your boxing background. Now all the men in your family were boxers.
3: Yeah, all my uh, like my my dad, my my uh uncle, my grandfather, everyone came from a boxing background. So I basically grew up like boxing and it's really interesting cuz in the amateur growing up uh boxing amateur in Canada and usually anybody that's in the super heavyweight division are people that um are ex-football or hockey player, so you don't really come up learning boxing and usually the lighter weights they tr- like I never had to make weight super heavyweight division was not about making weight so I was lucky that I, I just knew the skill so it was a little bit easier for me being heavier but um uh yeah I just I just kind of like had the boxing family and already already had the kind of skill of growing up with it with with my family does,
4: and, does big hands help
3: with because I noticed like I have big hands yeah I shook your
4: hand. My hand disappeared in your hand. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, people on He's like a gentle giant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that help? Does, well, it, help? does it matter? It,
3: it, well, it, it does because you're covering more surface on the face when you're hit, yeah. hitting Bigger it. knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you just got to know how to hold your hand. Some, some people don't kind of squeeze their hand properly, and some people like hold their hands really tight, and then you get tired really tight mm-hmm. re- really quickly. Okay. So it all, de- it all depends. But the, yeah, it, it helps, definitely.
0: Now, weight has has played a part in in your career. You had to gain sixty five pounds for yeah. a
3: role, and it was it wasn't like healthy weight. It was no, unhealthy weight. No, no, and it wasn't like I had to gain it. It was one of those things where um I I got the role, and it was it was something that I was really proud of, even even getting the role celebrated with all my friends we and then the next day I went with my buddies and we went boxing and we worked out and then I was started to work on the character because it was a me- uh, mentally challenged guy mm-hmm. and and I realized I felt too strong so I decided that you know we weren't shooting for a few months so I decided that I wasn't gonna wasn't going to work out didn't do a push-up and just and just ate and ate and like at three o'clock in the morning I would take down one of those muscle mass shakes which is like 1500 calories and and just kind of I I just needed to feel um not athletic and it was really interesting because as I was doing it I made the choice to do it um every one of my friends people that haven't seen me in a while going oh my god what happened to Alex is is he okay And but on set, I felt perfect, like I felt like this was the character. But when we wrapped and I and I left set, it was I felt bad. I felt gross. I my joints hurt. I couldn't sleep properly. Um, Would I do it again? Probably not. But I definitely feel like it. It it helped with the character. Absolutely.
0: Well, that must have played with your psyche being such a nutritional and, and healthy person.
3: Yeah. It definitely did. It, it's, it screwed with my mind, but the, the idea that those moments that I needed in the film, um, I don't know if I, w- I would have been able to hit it if I was you know 100 healthy.
0: Now, what does your family of boxers think about you being an actor? When you go home, is it like Zoolander when he went home to like his minor family? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really.
3: But my dad, <clears throat> my dad's a trip because he 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 never compliments me, but he'll talk about me to his friends. But why do dads do that? I don't, I don't right? know. But every time, like I would I would go like, oh, pop, I'm, you know, I got this movie with Anthony Hopkins, and every movie he would always go because he's eastern european from serbia and he was like uh, you play cowboy <laughs> no i'm not playing a cowboy <laughs> so the whole time it was until i actually did a play a cowboy and i was like okay now he can't blow me off so pop i'm, I'm doing this movie you play cowboy yeah i'm actually yeah. playing a cowboy <laughs> you play good cowboy no no he's not a good <laughs> <laughs> so, It could never it never could get him get it right with that guy
0: now we have a picture here of you and Anthony Hopkins. It yeah. was such an intense scene in in Blackaway. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you learned uh, from doing a scene with him, what what your nerves were like. Number one, but but what did you take away from that experience? Man, I,
3: I have so many stories about that experience, and and um, and I've I've told it to a lot of my friends. So I could not wait to get to set and and work with Anthony Anthony Hopkins. And I, I was a little nervous, but I kind of played it he he got to set and i was like i'm not going to be that guy and i'm and i played it too cool so he he came in he came in he goes hey i'm tony i'm like yeah i'm alex and i was like oh man and then we just started talking and then he asked if what sport i played and i said i boxed. and he goes oh i used to box and then all of a sudden everyone didn't matter and we were talking to each other in this intense conversation the only thing i can think of is please no one tell us to go to set and work right now cuz I'm having this amazing yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the point where um, after we finished shooting and and he he was like a little kid. That was the coolest thing. He he was super excited to work and to jam and and to be an improv. And and to me it was one of those things was like I'm doing I'm not doing anything different than I did in acting class with one of the greatest actors in the world. And that to me was a telling telling tale of of uh, this guy is he's there's no ego involved and he's just he just wants to work and then after we shot he was like hey g- give me your number so then we started texting each other. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And then that's so he so would cool. text me. I would text him back. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm texting with Anthony Hopkins. And then he would get tired of texting and just send videos of himself talking to me. Oh my God. It's, no, re- it's uh, honestly. We it's have system. one right here. let's take a look. No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 That'd have been but great. It, it yeah. was literally. <laughs> it was. It was the coolest exchange back and forth. And he's he's in London and he just wakes up and he's he's telling me the story about boxing. He's got the video mm-hmm. on him. He's doing Marlon Brando in, I- impressions. Oh, that's it's great it was phenomenal phenomenal weeks of just like connecting with him he was he was awesome you had did a you, bromance with Anthony I happening. did I yeah, definitely yeah, right? I definitely <laughs> did, you, did did you
4: learn different things about his process of building a character well see that your th- process that was really
3: interesting I asked I asked him because obviously you kind of want to know a little secret like maybe you can get to that next level uh-huh. and and I said to him um, I'm like what what is it because you know we look up at you and we're we're like like how, what is he doing anything different and then he just super chill just said well that's the problem once you start looking up at something you'll uh, never achieve it uh, and he said okay. there's you'll never you'll hit your head at the bottom of right. a pedal still that i never put there and we're just peers and we're just working do the thing that you really believe yeah. will get you to the next level and just keep working and I, that blew my mind because here i'm looking for a secret and he's like once you put somebody <laughs> above you you'll never reach it right. so it was very cool it was yeah, very yeah, cool. That is yeah. very cool
0: now i know music has played a big part and scott we're going to talk about your music uh, michelle holguin wants to know you create playlist for for the roles that Mm -hmm. that you do Um, and music has you were part of like a rock band and um, YouTube has one of uh, you with a guitar yeah doing it's like it's like a mix between like Bruce Springsteen and like I I, I don't even know how to describe your voice it's it's sexy ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Michelle wants to know if you created a playlist for yourself for your life right now what would be the first three songs that you would include
3: first three songs that I would include There'll be a, a definitely a couple of Foo Fighter songs in there. I'm a huge fan of Foo Fighter just because of what Dave Grohl's journey was, and uh, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's I th- like he had to just start all over again. I just finished watching like for the tenth time the documentary yeah. and back and forth, um, and, and I think some Queen for sure. Yeah, definitely.
5: Yeah.
0: I don't know how that mm. movie's gonna be, by the way. <laughs> I know. Yikes. <laughs> 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 um, and Scott, music. You yeah, know, music, music has always been been with you. Oh, yeah. You've had this, and we're not supposed to call it a gift. In fact, read in the interview in Bear World Magazine. <laughs> we're not supposed to call you being a psychic and a medium. Right? You, you don't even like the word sci- psychic.
6: I think, yeah, psychic has a kind of a cheap connotation to it. You think like fortune teller, street psychic, you know. So I think with what I do, it's more clairvoyant, it's more intuitive. It's more of a, of a higher knowledge for me. So that's why I kind of steer, steer away from the word psychic a little bit. Now, do you
0: think being in in tune with your surroundings is, it it kind of puts you more in tune to being musical?
6: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, once you kind of realize it's an aspect of you, you know, it's an awareness of you that we all have this awareness of, you know, higher intellect, definitely with an expression of art, it elevates it. Because, you know, every artist, as you probably know when you're doing your music, you somewhat channel this inspiration, this kind of creative juice. It's like a soup. So, you know, when you're definitely aware of, like, higher energies, you tap into that knowledge you know to me like all the great inventors of our time steve jobs they've all tapped into that higher knowledge that infinite knowledge that we all have access to so even those who've passed on like michael jackson like the guy said before we can tap into his spirit and actually channel that inspiration through our music too so of course i'm very narcissistic i don't want to channel anybody else's perspective but my own (laughs) so um i do tend to yeah be use my my spiritual awareness to kind of elevate with my music
0: Now, when you experience people that have crossed over and and come to visit, do you ever hear music in in some of these visitations or <laughs> what's the correct term to use because I'm, I'm like the lamest <laughs> no it's okay I, I love like the supernatural and the other side but i use the lamest like yeah we're well, supposed to use visitation right there's
6: definitely different ways that they interpret you know so sometimes like they're very quirky so you know it is data so you know the brain is going to process the data in different ways whether it be through a sound through a smell through a taste whatever it is so a lot of times i'll just get a knowing i'll become them you know, which is weird. So imagine me like some 80-year-old woman, you know, grandmother. Oh, don't fret, young child, you know. so <laughs> Is
0: that an actual visitation? That's an again? actual <laughs> channel. No.
6: But I I'm mean, I'm, no, I'm being overly dramatic on that. But you know, sometimes you, you develop their personality traits and, and you get some sensations of how they pass. And, you know, and for me lately, the more I've been practicing my, my work, it's become more of a knowing. Like I just like I've known this person, you know, so and I do get the visual, you know, visual, excuse me, visualizations. But like when I started doing this work, it was kind of challenging to do develop the interpretational skills. Like, how do I interpret this freaking? Because there's no
0: handbook and it's different for every clairvoyant.
6: Yeah. And, and, you know, you because a lot of the times as mediums and, and readers, you know, we have a lot of that. You know, pressure, like, oh, prove it to us. You know, what you say we can't see, prove it. So, you know, I was a skeptic even with my own ability. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just a mind reader. And like, but how the hell would I be able to read minds? You know, what does that come from? So it really took a lot of work, you know, to, to, to do that. And so right now it took a lot of work to get me to do it in a simplistic way. So... Yeah, I hope that makes Does, sense. Do you have
4: people in your family? Is clairvoyance something that's known you know, to run in families? I always or? say
6: my mom and my dad, my, especially now that I'm, you know, I've kind of pushed it more, they're becoming more aware, you know, of these things. We've had a poltergeist growing up in our house. Wow. Um, Wasn't that scary? I mean it's we got used to it I mean my dad's Puerto Rican my mom's Italian it's just kind of oh like Lord. Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh my god like something moves <laughs> yeah. you kind of deal with I it you know that. what I mean but <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what
3: happens what happens when you have a poltergeist well like, what was...
6: sure like do, do we well, it's like house, a spider Alex you know, <laughs> oh no not a spider <laughs> yeah um, you know we had like a lot of interesting experiences like we had doors that were like a basement door particularly I don't mean to sound cliche like a ooh, basement door but that's door. what happens but we had a basement that would shake like profusely like you know, you can't—my dad's a contractor, so when it comes to, like, you know, debunking stuff, my dad is the person. And we couldn't debunk how this door would obviously shake. We had blinds that would go up and down. Um, We would hear people upstairs, like, just walking around casually and breaking stuff. So there's a lot of things we couldn't explain. And, you know, my one instance where my brother woke up screaming in the middle of the night, and uh, he had a, you know, shelf of remote control cars— and one car started going back and forth by itself, and so we walk in. And he's screaming we're like, "Okay, That's like m- Hollywood stuff." I'm not there. kidding you. I'm serious. And and so my dad's trying to find the, you know a a, a pleasurable answer, and he's like, "Oh, maybe the satellites in the sky is connecting with the antenna and is causing it to malfunction," but like, but there's no batteries in it, so there's no batteries in the car, and I'm like, "Well, how does that work?" You know.
3: So, it's freaking me out, yeah. man. <laughs> so,
6: I mean, it's, it's things that after a while, you, you you know, keep having this. And then, you know, I just, you say poltergeist, I kind of want to, you know, people are listening. A poltergeist is energy that is from someone who has abilities and is aware of this, but has been suppressed or had something traumatic happen.
0: One of the best things, I, I love your website, by the way. Uh, what's the website? It's Scott Cruise. scottcruz.com
6: and scottcruisepm.com yeah.
0: Because you, you write and you explain your thoughts. And yes. you, you speak, What I've never heard before, is you don't believe in anything uh, demonic. Like, No Possession... Right, no uh, like haunted dolls well, the or something evil. The
6: experience of it is real and that's the thing that I think a lot of people get confused about because I did go through possessions and I was a Christian for 13 years and so they thought I was demon demonic because I love men you know and so because I was able to predict the future and so forth so they thought I was demonic so I did go through the, the experience of being exercised and having possessions so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this so I did realize that it was actually my own demons that I've created because everything that is in this reality we've created through our own projection. Actions. So it was a real demon, but it was created by me. It was an extension of my own energy. So once I realized this and shifted my, my consciousness, that's when everything changed. I realized I'm not getting scratches anymore, you know, and I'm not getting these quote unquote hauntings and I'm not being pursued by these entities as I thought I was. It was my own paranoia, you know, and so forth. So when I realized this, it all went away. And so I do work with individuals who've gone through these experiences. I feel like they have someone, you know, a spirit in their home or, you know, they're, they're being, you know, uh, either attacked or some some sort of way. And I simply simply explain to them that we live in a world based off simple physics. So if you're pushing out a resistance or some sort of a force into the universe and it's negative, it's going to slap back at you. So if you're aware of non-physical energy and the non-physical, you know, intelligence, and you're resisting that, it's going to slap back at you. And you know, in the case, it may come it may come as a scratch or some sort of a manifestation physically. You know, it just will be random, but that's it happens.
0: It's like a spiritual hypochondria then.
6: Um, kinda, I guess. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Well, you're manifesting your own... You're manifesting your own... Side effects. You're creating your own reality, period, you know, so what we're seeing, we are all individually have our own perspectives so we're all in our own, you know, reality, but we're right now kind of conjoining, you know, our perspectives have a a shared experience, but again, what we're seeing is basically perceived by us, and only by us, and some people may agree to this, but we are creating that, and this has been, you know, proven within quantum physics. I always say to people, to start by looking at the double-slit experience, uh, experiment, excuse me, because that shows that you know. any th- all possibilities exist now but what is perceived is the given result this is what's tangible to us so in the spectrum of reality everything exists now so it's based on what we're choosing to observe becomes our, our given reality so there's a lot of layers of, of dimensions on top I thought we head. were
0: going to be friends I have no clue what you just said to me <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Alex, okay <laughs> and Alex you, yeah. so many roles that you've dealt with have dealt with an, uh, like a different reality in terms of the supernatural in right. terms of, of you know Parallel universe type thoughts. Battlestar Galactica nice. has has the paranormal, has the supernatural been a part of your life? Uh, uh, and also, a question we got is: Were you a fan of sci-fi before getting into the genre?
3: Well, it, it's interesting. Like I I I wasn't a fan of, uh, of sci-fi growing up. I was a fan of my brother who was a fan of sci-fi growing up, and I was always tripped out at what he really what he was getting from it. And he was a big dungeon and dragons guy so he was very much in different kind of worlds but and i appreciated that of him and as i started acting and started getting uh more and more into sci-fi and getting hired for sci-fi shows i started to really enjoy the fact that i'm living i'm i'm using these these real scenarios in a fantasy world and and to build on that so you know people would create these different worlds and then we're we're kind of basically hired to to tell these stories within a different world and i really enjoyed that like i love the idea of dramas and you know like mystic rivers one of my my, one of my favorite films but the idea of doing that type of a story in a in a different world or in a different galaxy was really interesting to me that um people are being very creative in building these worlds and 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 that's something that really kind of attracted me to those type of like the sci-fi genre for sure
0: acting in that genre takes a s- very special skill right? because it can be done very well right like the new star trek mm-hmm. was so grounded in reality and emotional connection which was the original star trek was all about but it can also be done very badly like sharknado <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> when you so agreed. bad that it became <laughs> good yeah. hey i actually watched it. we had Terry reed in <laughs> 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 enough said, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> got it um, and I, I had this question but also uh, Michelle Hogan uh, emailed this question as well are there any roles that you look back and you, and you regret having taken and what makes you say yes to a role because you say yes to big studios uh, smaller studios independent projects
3: I, I don't regret anything that I've done. One of the best things that I think I I,
0: I love that answer when an actress has yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't, not not just because I'm working, I learn from each role that I do. Like I learn as in like, you know what, maybe that wasn't the greatest choice of doing that role, but I got to explore different avenues and, and, and tap into different things and work with and the other thing is it's not just what you guys see on the screen I got to work with different types of people like it could have been a it could have been a terrible situation where I wasn't getting along with the director but those are learning moments for me of how I can handle that better on the next on the next gig so for me I don't I don't regret anything that I do I I, I'm just thrilled that I get to do this in whatever capacity and how I can try to get better in each one and you know I've I've delved into producing also and and executive producing and those are things that i want to keep on doing the only way i can keep on doing it is if i if i um you know if i just really work with different types of people and and try to get the best out of them like i I did this film called numb and we had some problems because it was an independent film we had some problems where you know, usually there's new people that are coming on to do new jobs because it's an independent film, jobs that they haven't done before, almost like a step up. Right. And if they were doing a professional gig that wasn't an indie, they would be a lot lower down. So this is how they learn. So for And I almost treat it like, in, like an ER. It's like a learning hospital. So... For me, it takes patience. It takes patience, and it ta- and and they have to take a step up, and stuff is going to happen, and, s- and mistakes are going to happen. We had a, we had a you know, somebody forgot a generator, and we're like, oh man, and, and people weren't really pleased with him, but I made sure that I personally didn't want him to feel bad about it. You know, here's twenty bucks. Get us a couple coffees. Go get it and come back. By that time, we were ready to shoot, and we kind of weren't ready. If, if the generator was already there. So you don't need to come down on somebody, and maybe that person wouldn't mm-hmm. have wanted to continue in the job if he was being treated poorly because right. he forgot something. And because I empowered him, he just, you know, we had a great discussion after the, the thing and after the film, and, and he... That was one of the reasons why he wanted to keep on doing it. And I know I've had those experiences. I worked with Sam Neill on a film where I was the boxing coordinator. We have a picture <laughs> from that, yeah. yeah. And he he, he was I, – I, I screwed up something, and he was nothing but generous and, and giving, and it just made me want to keep on doing that that job to the point where I, I could give back to somebody else and make them empowered. So. I'm just really lucky. I did a film called *Puppet Killer*. It's a horror film coming out, and, um, and there a lot of that happened too. There was a lot of people that that didn't have the jobs that they had before, and and even the actors that were in it. We we were just trying to put it all together, and the idea of making something independently and everyone coming together individually. They're going to go off and do some great things, and so I I just love giving back in that aspect.
4: You know, and last week we had uh, when we were talking to Melissa Peterman, she talked about how. How the difference between being working? I love when, name know, right, dropping yeah, on yeah, my own show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. that, <laughs> that you know, when she works on a project where everybody's treating each other better, that works better. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So it's just counterintuitive to yeah. treat people badly because then there's their spirit, the very thing that brings out the best work that's and right. the creativity. And, is And well, that's squashed. the
3: that's the biggest yeah. thing is that like uh, you, somebody that gets squashed and and has one job, he's just gonna he's literally just gonna go. I'm gonna take this from point A to point B. You give them some freedom. You give them some confidence. Yeah. They're gonna. So they're they're gonna more. give you. They'll do more. Yeah. They'll do more. They'll give more. More creative suggestions, mm. and I love that. I love being able to jam with a group of people and creating something.
0: Well, I love yeah. that you said that because Hollywood is all about okay. Now here now, uh, step on people. Me blah, me blah, blah, blah. me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: But I think when you watch an independent film, and um, you know, I've seen so much of your work. It's that passion and emotion you see a lot in in smaller independent films that sometimes get lost in in the bigger Mm -hmm. films. I saw...
3: No, I I was just going to say, a lot of that happens, and so you're in in an independent film, and then um, there's things that can happen to where now you're being asked to do something. Like, I've been offered films... Because of the work that I did in independent films, by and Vivid Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all and, it, and it's come back and and you know like I worked with Caroline Ray on a film and and then from that we uh, and you I don't know Del Shores. You know Del Shores? Uh, he used to have oh, a yeah. show
0: here. I know Del Shores and Emerson Collins very very yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. So I did
3: a, I did their la- last film Sorted Lives with Whoopi Goldberg and Caroline Ray and and so for me to be a part of that. All kind of grew from an independent background, so that's. Oh, that, and that's
4: that's a great experience, right? Because those people have worked together before, and that's they, right. You know, there's great characters right. to tell stories of. And yeah, yeah, they were
3: fantastic to work yeah, with for, yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: Jonathan Walker says Alex is the coolest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen, yeah. Shell, and Laurie say hi
3: to Alex. Okay, John. Jonathan Walker is one of the producers of uh, Van Helsing. So, oh! Oh! Uh, well, yeah, then th- this yeah. is a
0: good moment to take a look. Let's take a look um, at what's in se- he, in store he, for he, season he, two. He, and
3: he is—he he wrote some some of the most fantastic episodes of this coming up season. So he's gonna. like Is there room for a
0: husky back. Latino in Ven- yes, Van
3: Helsing? Absolutely. I but just want to be killed. Like I, <laughs> I want to be there. I, and just I'll be bite. Killed. I'll take a bite out of you. Oh my. Practice, come on. You heard it here first. I was going to practice. The show's
4: now over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take
5: a bite out of me. You, well, you're I'll... getting bigger fangs. <laughs> I'll
0: be like, is that a mosquito bite? <laughs> Let's take a look at, at season two and what's up for, for Julius. P.S., the name itself. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, right? Oh God, that looks good. Uh, yeah. We have one
1: chance. We have one chance.
3: There's stronger, more powerful vampires out there. And they're gunning for you.
4: Good, let him. She's a vampire, you have to kill her. <gasps> She's my daughter. We need to
0: move now. The sun, it isn't burning
1: I swear I'll kill you all. <laughs> Who the hell are you?
3: It's a rampage.
1: Take the fight to them before
3: they take it to you. Not much of a planner, huh? She's the Van Helsing. That's her plan. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, this season was so much fun to shoot. Every, everyone just uh, stepped up and killed it. It was, it was a blast.
0: Well, in season two, you kind of have your your, your your feet grounded, and you're like, okay, we're doing this now. I saw some of the interviews at uh, Comic-Con where right. you talk about the character um, being a villain with the other villain, um, and it's just so exciting. And I love the take. It's a modern take on on Van Helsing, what we've known about the legend, totally expanded, which is so inventive. In the world of reboots, everything yeah. is rehashed and redone. Right. Van Helsing is like, great. We'll take that, and then let's let's bring it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it. Honestly, it, I was blessed to be a part of it because Neil Labute, who's one of the best playwrights, and oh yeah, yes. yes. yeah Neil Abute's yeah, like one of the best, and and um, Simon Barry, who created uh, Continuum, and Jonathan Walker, who's just a, a beautiful writer unto himself, and and so for us to be a part of that, and and the whole cast and crew and the mm-hmm. ensemble. And we shoot it in Vancouver, and, and Vancouver has, you know, like I've been around, and Vancouver has some of the best actors there. And for, for us to be a part of that show in that, in that part of the province, um, it's, just, it's just fun. I'm lucky. I'm just really lucky to be a part of the show.
0: When you get a script and you've booked the role, what is the first thing that you do? And it's like, here's your script. Shooting day is next Thursday. What, what do you highlight your
3: lines? Do you no, I, what yeah, do you do first? I definitely highlight the lines, but I, I definitely need. Um, I, I I just got to break down the character. Like, you know, what are my wants? And I, I just I just do the work on. You know, no matter what the situation is with the other scripts, I'll know how that character will react. So I got to really break them down um into into a human being a three-dimensional human being and and you know and i've, I've had some great instructors i worked with larry moss mm-hmm. who is a fantastic fantastic, fantastic, fantastic coach. acting coach who really taught me a lot um this guy andrew mcelroy who really kind of helped me um develop characters and fu- you know mm-hmm. put more on the line for the character and um rail Town in vancouver has been phenomenal but pe- people that you know along the way that's given me these little tidbits of how to kind of really dive into a character and explore it in a way that I would hope that um is original and then and then everything after that once I do the work everything after that um is pretty much it'll just starts falling into place.
0: You're such a renaissance man. Like when Dos equis recast, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's so you. <laughs> yeah. Casey, get I'm, on that. Yeah, Casey. <laughs> yeah. And I so so the there bro- you go. I've we're, got we're, the booze in my hand like, like, and everything. Like, like right there. On point. On point. Um Natalia Webster wants to know uh, what red wine do you prefer: Shiraz, Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Malbec, Cab Saf, Cab Saf. Oh, oh so we we're, we're that close with it. We can just yeah, uh, yeah. I, okay. I abbreviate <laughs> it. That's our relationship with red wine. We, we can just we can just do Listen, that. Listen, you
3: know what's so great is that I've got these phenomenal fans, and they they're called the Cuddle Puddles, and um and. They have been nothing but super generous following my career, so I just want to give a shout out to them. They've been phenomenal.
0: You, I, I'm,
3: I'm so like, cuddle taken. I'm sorry, cuddle, cuddle puddle, 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 yeah, I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- somebody that's
6: somebody better th- than freaking monsters, right? <laughs> but so, somebody <laughs> I s- I sent like a cuddle.
3: message on Twitter or something, and and I just kind of, I, I just kind of responded like, well, oh, we should all get together for a cuddle puddle, and then that just kind of took off, and that's uh, my name on Grinder. That's so weird, <laughs> 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 but, yeah. but cuddle puddle though, I don't know when yeah.
6: Grinder. The puddle part might be a little risky. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, your friends are the spiders and ghosts.
0: Um, Laurie from. From the chat room, uh, she's the one that does the black and white paintings. Uh,
3: Phenomenal stuff! Like I can't even believe the stuff that she does. Not just on me. She 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 she's painted some like some amazing portraits of other people. And Laurie, hello. Very, very talented, Lori You got to get Alexander on. <laughs> With this. my
0: jazz hands, <laughs> she's like them. she puts the pencils away. She's like <laughs> we're done for today. Uh, Natalie <laughs> also right. wants to know
3: uh, what is your shoe size? Size 15. Ooh. Shut wow. Up. Really? Wow. wow. Size 15. <coughs> Look at that.
0: Chris, can we turn up the air conditioning, please? Oh. <laughs> I literally had
3: to go sh- for shop. I don't even shop for, like, when I see a, a shoe, I go, oh, do you have 15? I literally go into the store and just go, what 15s do you yeah. have?
0: Because they don't wow. have you. you. have to specially order them. I, n- yeah. I know this for a fact. Dealing with some stylists, uh, you're you're in a different range. You can't wear some of the fun stuff. No. Well, neither can I. What am I complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, Scott. Uh, I received this uh this email in fact, a few different versions of it. How does your gift, and I know it's not supposed to say gift how does your ability <laughs> affect your friendships and your dating life? Do you know when your friends are lying to you? Is it hard to date somebody when you 're seeing all this stuff going on around them
6: well it's a pretty big uh multi dynamical question there um, has the ability affected my dating life? no I mean if any th- <laughs> if any might have limited it because I can s- kind of spot it out right away. Um, but as far as like people, you know, knowing a lot of people are quite interested in it, I guess, because I don't come off as like, you know, very kind of in the clouds, you know. But so a lot of people are kind of fascinated. So it's kind of fun. And I, I met a lot of people who actually, you know, especially this time frame, people are a lot of, you know, a lot of people are very spiritually advanced, like, I think. And really? have, Yeah, I met a lot of people. I was surprised that, you know, oh, I believe in it, or I've had experiences, too. I'm like, wow, you know, I've, I've actually attracted a lot of people. Like So it's been kind of cool. And yes, when someone lies, I can we curse on the show? Or no.
0: It's not that kind of show, but we can.
6: Okay, well, I'll just say I have a really good BS meter. I have a really good it's built you are afraid in. to say bullshit wow. well I don't know Let's I don't know he's such a gentleman bullshit you guys meeting, you know, yes, there I don't we know we go. but uh, yeah I have a big bullshit and I, maybe it's because I'm <laughs> from New so York you adorable. do I have it,
0: like a Puerto Rican in your family because they would just over and out. slap yeah, you right.
6: bullshit <laughs> me I don't know um, my mom is rolling
0: her eyes while she's doing a shot right
6: now she's my dad's play. like say it, it's bullshit say it um, yeah so I just think that's also you know I always tell people you know if you're always just intuitive you're half wit. if you're just psychological you're half wit. but if you blend the two You're a full person, so yeah. Mm. Between the spirituality, intuition, and the psychological, you know, knowledge, I think both make you kind of more aware. Yeah.
0: Uh, Songwriting, you literally do everything: playing the instruments, the arranging, uh, the singing. Who were some of your early influences? You can remember as as young, (laughs) not like sure Recent, but like young, we remember like, playing them. Over I just remember over. like Bon Jovi, like,
6: oh yeah, like, you know, Living on a Prayer. It's that's like
0: a, that's who it is. It's like Bruce Springsteen versus Bon yeah. Jovi, and your voice too. Do you mind if we take a little sneak peek at your latest single, I Rescue? I love it. Show All right, I let's, want it. Let us let, take a little. Oh my God, duet, you guys. Oh my God, so many <laughs> men's and women's. Keep women pushing women. that. I would love
4: his <gasps> head just exploded on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> let's hear a little bit of Rescue.
6: Your love inside always oh, bound restricted Now let me open up your heart to fair belief It has some queen aspect over Emerging into Now you got to Let love you
0: As you guys, That's all sick. the instruments, everything is cut.
4: <laughs> yes! That's ridiculous.
0: Come now, we got to leave
5: it all
6: behind. That's a little teaser. That's a little teaser. That's <laughs> sick.
0: So, what does rescue mean to you? Because you write a you write a lot about love. Um, your cover, by the way, go to YouTube, look up Scott Cruz, Wrecking Ball. Your cover of Wrecking Ball is is great. In oh, your thanks. living room, by the way. It was, <laughs> yeah. And now I got to um, see where you live. I'll see. Yeah, right. can't, can't oh, thank okay. you. Um,
6: Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, rescue is is kind of my. I've always been a dark writer, uh, and so I you know I used to have older stuff on iTunes. I took it down, but I was very much a very morbid writer. I realized, and so do you think that has um, to do
0: with with your knowing about the other side? That
6: and, and I've. Been been... been through a lot of challenges which been able to kind of enlighten me to help people with certain issues so like i you know if someone says i had anxiety or i was suicidal or i was you know whatever i can say well i've been through that too so you know yeah so i was tending to write a lot about that so recently i've kind of been more on the lighter side and and so rescue is more about you know to me about love kind of res- obviously rescuing you from like this old world of fear into the new world of love and peace and so it's kind of my love song to the world
0: that's funny because you're single and like you don't <laughs> have a lot of of that
6: well i mean i had i mean i was a serial monogamous dater how do you call it serial monogamy i was always in Which a relationship so charming.
0: nobody does that anymore
6: i, I mean right yeah. alex P.S.
0: Yes. <laughs>
6: so, I, you know, I, I was always always with somebody. So the past five years, I'm like, I kind of really want to marry myself and really find what true love really is. And that's internal. I mean, it sounds cheesy. It took me 35 years to understand that aspect. But when you do, it's it's a complete freeing experience. So... That's what the song is really for, you know. Love songs to the world. I want people to tap into that.
0: Well, I think it's so exciting, and the rest of your music, by the way, is is as equally ex- as exciting. Thank you. This is the latest uh, single.
6: Yeah. Uh, Thank you for pushing. It. I love. It. Oh, of, of <laughs> course. Um,
0: Alex. Yeah. Talking about music. Yeah. In your youth. Yeah. Heavy metal band. Yes. What are some of the band nice. stories? You've had some parking lot stories, which was kind of recreated in in in. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a little
3: biographical, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> well, no. I, like, you know, I, I started playing mute. Like my first, ba- basically, my first gig was I. I had a bunch of high school friends that would. Uh, by the way, I'm a little loaded right now. I <laughs> just gotta let you know that. Um, Girl, you're six five. I can drink you under the table. Yeah, yeah, you could. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I. Like my buddies were playing music, and I would go and watch them play music at after after we would uh, after school, and um, and I would just hang out and watch my friends play the, these songs. And then all of a sudden, their bass player quit, and the talent show was the next day. And they basically said, "Okay, Alex, just put put on this bass and just hit that big fat string as fast as you can, and then put your finger on the the second fret as fast as you can, and just do that." I was like, "I could do that." So the fir- basically the first time I got on stage was at a talent show in front of like all these high school kids and then I kind of I was air I kind of froze cuz I forgot the stuff and then I realized well <laughs> if I turn down the volume on my bass I'll pretend that the sound guy is right. screwing up and then I just airbanded oh, like god, the whole thing Oh my god that's brilliant That is and th- brilliant And th- brilliant. I just is. airbanded the whole show and that's when I went, okay, this is what I want to do, but I got to learn how to play. And then it was the same guys. I love the guys to death. We played for, for years all over Canada. And nice. um, it was one of those things where it, it was, um, you know, and that's the thing being a boxer, being 6'5, and you're playing metal, people want to fight all the time. <laughs> and so they usually want to fight the, the, the oh. singer. Yeah, Yeah. They usually want to fight the singer So they always point to me To kind of take care of it And there's a few times I'll tell you this one little story That I'm really not too proud of but, Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So what <laughs> TMZ, happened? TMZ, are
0: you listening? We're Jonathan ha- Walker. Write this into
3: season three. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. so we're playing at a, at a bar in Winnipeg and, and this one guy is just heckling like crazy, which is fine. Why do people do that though? It's, it's like, th- then you get up here. Y- it's right, all right, good. Right. Like I get it. It's all good. But uh, he was getting a little bit rambunctious. And so I'm playing and I had really long, long hair and I was looking through my hair and all of a sudden this beer bottle comes whipping by and just missing us. So in a heartbeat i drop my bass and i run across hit two tables and do a big swing on the guy that's sitting down just miss him as i go around the table he's in a wheelchair oh Oh, no and and i'm doing everything (laughs) to go and i'm doing everything to go like like uh, thank god i didn't connect and but then i was like don't throw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and started playing go. Thank God I didn't hit the guy That's in the wheelchair. A, Can you imagine oh that
0: viral god. video? Uh, <laughs> i would be like, oh, yes. oh my god. You know. Like
3: it like the lord was looking out after me cuz I just missed him too. All right, yeah. answer
0: this or don't. I probably got about 30 emails and all it was this just one question. Single question mark. Really? You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. <clears throat>
4: Um, what does it say? You had, took a drink before you answered the
3: question? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, there was some <laughs> rumors, and I know that
0: there, there was a public, uh, so I'm not going to ask what, you. What, there please.
3: was rumors? Yeah, single.
0: Oh, my God. Everybody just died. His, right your eyes lo-
3: <laughs> just, like, lit up. <laughs> you no, know?
0: not for me. I uh, like Alex for, you know, for his lady, international lady. You're going to get so many emails now. Yes. No,
3: I'm sure it'll be fine. With more uh, <laughs> used dildos, I guess. Oh, no, yeah. I. Vibrators. Oh God, no. Scott, you One's took enough. it to a different level. <laughs> Ones enough. No,
6: remember he said he had someone sent him one of those. Right. I, well, vibrator. Oh, di- vibrator. oh, is that the same thing? But, d- but is it really a different? Maybe in your world it is. <laughs> same, same size. <laughs> same size, <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: All right, Scott, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get a little bit deeper. Um, Obviously Speaking of dildos, <laughs> <but I'll laughs> <it classy>. no <laughs> pun we have we have a gentleman no here. Pun intended. Um, being a, a medium, psychic, clairvoyant, this is my personal biggest question. I'm obsessed with mediums and the afterlife. Um, I guess because as we get older, we question our own afterlife. Right, right. Right. In your mind, and with what you've experienced with visions, what happens to us when we die?
6: Well, I, I, I kind of uh made always make this analogy like kind of you know you I don't know if you guys ever tried the virtual reality you know but and I'm sure if you haven't you can understand the idea. Oh, I've you, tried it. You, <laughs> it's not that reality. The, the I'll porn, tell you. the porn version because they have porn, I think, of virtual. Mm. But if it's, imagine putting on a virtual reality headset, like you can explore that realm, and it's a little limited, but you can explore it, have fun with it. But when you're done, you take off the headset and you're In back. living
0: our 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 life. Well, I'm sorry. We put that on when we're living, right? Yeah, like in the living life. Yeah, yeah I'm right, just right. using that
6: as an analogy. Yeah. So it's kind of like this. Your physical body is like that viewer. You know what I'm saying? So your consciousness is projecting through your body. So your body's limiting the frequency of higher dimensions. We're in three-dimensional reality. There's a possibility up to 14 dimensions. I think 22 now. So we're only perceiving three. So when you are done projecting your consciousness through your physical body, you're aware of all the other dimensions. So just as you're conscious now, you'll always be conscious. Always. It's just in a different format.
0: So I'll always be me. I'll always have my identity. I'll always have... My relationships with other people. Yeah. Then where do I go?
6: Well, there's different levels of experience of reality. So again, do I get a
0: bigger house if you
6: want. I mean, in, <laughs> here's the thing: it's, in in the the higher dimension, there is like it's more instantaneous. We're not bound by space and time as we are here in this dimension. So of course, there's a time lag with, between things get manifest. So in in the higher dimensions, when you perceive of something, you're kind of instantly there in that reality. So it's, it's kind of like a dream state, you know, more so. So yes, per se, if you want a bigger house, you choose that experience, or you might have you know go into other dimensions, so forth and and have different experiences. But here we're doing the same thing, it's just we have the time lag. So that's why a lot of people, they're kind of bound by this physical persona, but they limit themselves out of fear. You know, I can't do it, and so forth, and so that's why a lot of things don't manifest. But like he was saying, you know, with with Anthony Hopkins and so forth, you it is about believing. You know that you're on that level already, and when you do, it's almost like the reality shifts with you. Mm. So you know, we're here just to experience the process of preach, things. preach. Yeah, but we are here to experience the process of things.
0: <laughs> but when we pass, we don't stay on Earth. There's so many other galaxies. Well, but Earth mm. is the
6: physical. Matrix as you'd say I hate to, I don't want to use that word but it, it is earth is the I need a
0: dictionary just to talk to you
6: I'm trying to be simple I'm trying to be so <laughs> How but
0: dare you sir <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're cutting I edge <laughs> here I'm <Award> try, exactly. <laughs> trying to help you out there, I'm trying, trying to feed to it there <laughs> <laughs>
6: But yeah earth is kind of like the playground is one playground So imagine there's so many different layers of playgrounds you get to play on And mm. so earth is just one three-dimensional realm So what? is death you know? sort of a release Death is, is an awakening an it's an awakening so imagine wow. where you're limiting your senses I mm-hmm. tell people you don't have eyes to see you have eyes to limit what you're seeing you know what you see is to filter out dimensions so when you pull out you actually have an awakening and you're like yeah. oh this is my I have all my senses again does that make sense mm-hmm. you get that yes yeah
0: um why do some people after the afterlife or in the afterlife yes. why do they stick around they don't more th- than they don't it's us wanting them to it's,
6: it's well they you can connect with them because they're not in the physical plane like we are so they don't need to hover around a house and being sad that their house is being sold i mean that doesn't make sense but so then
0: how do you explain like all the like what the ghost have- shows right right
6: well what they're doing is tapping to parallel realities <clears throat> so because everything exists now and this is the great einstein and tesla has always been preaching this uh, the parallel realities are you can tap into those past realities. They may call it residual energies, but you can actively tap into past, you know, spiritual entities and so forth. So you can actually cross communicate. Just as if some people have had alien abductions, but it was their future self coming back. You know what I'm saying? We are multi dimensional beings. And that's one thing that I think people can't really fathom in the, f- the physical brain, you know, within this world. But that's actually what's going on. It's I can barely reality. feed my dog on a regular basis. Like, so I can yeah. take care of myself in one dimension. Exactly. So more or less all the other dimensions, you know.
0: This is why we're Alex th- is thinking, oh God, I could act in this and this and this and that in all these dimensions. You could be a polygamist.
6: <laughs> yes, exactly. Multiple relationships. <laughs> yeah. Nobody,
0: his acting roles. Alex is going to be a star in every single dimension. Every <laughs> single dimension.
6: Yeah. But, oh, but that's really what's going on. And so they are, the experiences in like we said before like I, what they're experiencing is real but again like the the de- demonic creations or don't there's no power of assertion everything is has to be done with you know allowance that's the power of the law of free will mm-hmm. so within the law of free will nothing can assert itself onto you because again that would break the laws of free will so that's ex- that's existence in general actually
0: I'd be doing a big disservice if I didn't mention the real Housewives of Orange County <laughs> where we first saw you um, did being on a reality show change your fan base
6: um, I've always been an introvert, so I, you know, for a lot of time I really that didn't. That so hard gonna, to
0: believe. I really don't believe it. Well,
6: because, you know, I've been, I've been strategic with my career. I said, I want to learn everything before I start putting myself out. I want to learn, you know, doing the composing thing and, and so forth, the composing thing. I'd love if I just throw it out like nothing. But I was doing <laughs> oh, that. that old thing? With yeah, that, right. that old <laughs> thing. Those are the words. But I wanted to learn, I didn't want to be a manufactured artist, so I didn't really have a quote-unquote fan base, just my, my friends and family. So, um, now's the time I'm doing it. But being on the reality show has changed my perspective about reality shows. Um, I realize they are real. I used to think that maybe they're, you know, massively set up, and I'm like, nope, they actually are that real and that crazy.
0: Let's take a a look at the clip where I first saw you. You guys, whether you follow Bravo TV's Housewives <laughs> like I do, this caused one of the biggest upsets in in this franchise in Orange County. This um, is going to
3: be all new to me, so I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, Alex, this is going to be your new
0: guilty pleasure. Okay, go. Take a we look. We actually at have a
2: friend, um, Vicki. Her mother just passed, and her boyfriend has cancer right now.
6: She does have a, a great heart. She does. Um, and uh, mm. she's very, uh, hold on. <laughs> Dramatic. Give me a second. They got to show that, right? They got to show. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. Maybe I'm picking up on the energy of people who think about that. I have a wishy-washy perspective on that. On what? So that's why on, on the, the cancer issue. It's just wishy-washy to me. I just don't see it.
4: So he doesn't have cancer?
6: It's it's very possible.
5: You don't see cancer at all? I can't imagine someone would do that. Who would fake cancer? I just don't have a place in my brain for that concept. Why would somebody do that? So we do find out. I know somebody who did
3: that. Really? One of my. Okay, what, uh, what happened? I have so anxiety. Watch, <laughs> I have anxiety. But you guys, it. it
0: was a huge thing, and it was it was what you said. I remember when mm-hmm. I first saw you on the show because I'm addicted to all the Housewives. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, that's so ridiculous. Because it was a huge thing. Brooks's cancer was a huge thing, and one of the lead Housewives, Vicki Gunvalson, yeah. was supporting him, and she was telling everybody, "How could you doubt this?" medical records started to be in question and it carried on, I think, for two seasons. Yeah. And then at the reunion, it, it became apparent that, no, he never had cancer and he faked his own documents. But he presented such great documents, it would be silly to say that he wasn't.
6: Yeah. So he, didn't he have admitted cancer. that he faked it? So he yeah. Had, yeah, because he had City of Hope. But it, it
0: ruined friendships that had been together for 10 years.
6: Uh, yeah. He showed City of Hope um, yeah. documents and they, they City of Hope says we never uh, treated him and Those are not real. So, documents. why did
3: he do
0: that? Attention, and he didn't expect somebody like Scott to wow. come in and say, Hey,
6: I have anxiety. I have to watch that get anxiety. I mean, that was not easy
0: because that's not what you do. You're not a sensationalist. In I'm fact, not what and I, I
6: love. And that, is and that was the intent. It was not the intention to go on for that. I mean, a lot of people say, Oh, well, Tamara, Phil. Let me tell you something when I met Tamara, we weren't talking about the show, she's going through a cussy battle all the time, so right. Well, I she's to your say, friend. Yeah, so that was not our conversations with that show because when she wasn't filming, it wasn't topic of conversation. So she wanted me to go on to you know to read the girls, you know, be fun. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that, and I said to myself, Scott, step outside of your box, do something you wouldn't do, and I said, all right, let me go and do it, right? And I did. And so when the question came up, I, I just saw deception, and so it's just it was hard for me but that's because crazy because it that's it was crazy, true. yeah, that is
0: crazy. And it was such an... Un- the producers wow. uh, should have sent you a check for a million dollars because <laughs> it was the most unexpected arc. Who would fake cancer on a reality TV right. that was yeah. so uh, popular? Are we, are
3: Mo- we going to get a third season?
6: Uh, a third season of what? Van Helsing. It's about 60% chance. That's fantastic. Sixty percent. It depends chance. how shirtless there you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's again because right now it's about the probability. Because again, everything is created in real time. So right now it's sixty percent probability it will. Yeah. Uh, there's again.
0: Th- uh, no, and this is what I love about your website so and, and our interview in Bear World. He can't predict the future in a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. He reads the energies going into what you're talking about and if people continue with that energy, it'll
1: manifest. Well, that,
6: yeah, that's what I was just to say to you, that why you say probability because certain things are hundred percent aligned where I say this will definitely manifest, you right. know, and especially reading the now is a lot easier. But because we are have free will and create reality, I can see if something is you know, partially aligned and whatnot, given the probability rate. And also when I coach my clients, I tell them this is how you can boost up that alignment. Right. You know, if it's not fully aligned, or I could say, Hey, I don't see anything there at all. And so are you got, oh, you got to create
3: it, you know. Are they going to kill me in the third
6: season? <laughs> yes, the husky no. Latino's going
0: to kill you, Jonathan Walker. No, in that, in that third season, no,
6: I don't see that. Yeah,
0: wouldn't that be so funny if no. Julius was killed by like
6: Nathan Lane? They can't. <laughs> um,
0: so, Scott, would you do your own reality show?
6: What? Yeah, I mean, I'm open to anything. I mean, uh, I, for me, with what I do, I think I like bringing awareness to people. Um, and so to me, like the, having a platform to kind of bring awareness to people to make, you know, what they've sensationalized, sensationalized with like mediums and psychics like and bringing this kind of normal spin to it. Because, I mean, I'm not like with nails and, you know, and puffy hair or, you know, <laughs> or just saying, you know, forcing people to believe in what I'm saying. You know, I, I kind of want to bring more of that kind of down to earth, you know, yeah. simplistic. It seems
4: like it would be a real service nowadays to people because, you know, this kind of post organized religion reality that we have where people are. Independently seeking out what, right. what meaning is for them, right? Right. I would think that that would make you know your insight more important. Exactly, well,
6: and that's the thing. I think uh, uh, Alexandra asked me before, like, what that being more spiritually aware, you know, has it changed your life in what way? And I said, it's actually made me more grounded. It's made me more human. Mm-hmm. Because when I realize, oh, we're here for this pers- this purpose, and we have this, you know, gr- you know, this higher perspective, I feel more grounded as a yeah. as a human, you know. And are well, living and, and, in
4: truth and authenticity, right? Exactly. Even more so because you even understand what truth is. Right. And, authenticity and is I'm not sitting
6: <laughs> in a cloud and like I had to run away from negativity. I'm like, no, polarity is what drives this reality. It's yeah. it's what brings definition. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love even the negative aspects as well.
4: So you probably, probably, I would imagine you embrace. Absolutely. That.
6: Absolutely. I don't see the world like it needs to be saved. You know, I see the world as that it's already saved. And that, you know, the fact that we have free will wow. and choice that, you know, we choose different roles in in life. And so without those roles, what are we going to be? You know, a void of energy. Yeah. Without negativity, We're just a walking void of energy not knowing itself, and that's the whole point of polarity.
0: I have one personal question. <clears throat> So, uh, <laughs> you to clear to throw. Oh,
4: yeah. It's
6: kind of serious, yeah.
0: and you know, with somebody that suffers from dementia or is sure. Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and they're still trapped here in this world. They're not trapped, but mentally, no, they're not here. So,
6: it's not trapped. They have, they're choosing to have a more limited experience without. Because if you look at a lot of people who have dementia, they probably overprocess their life too much. So they kind of want to leave the physical plane by not overprocessing. So they're kind of just experiencing it for what it is. So they're not trapped. It's. I always tell people it's always worse on the observer than it is the person experiencing it. So, you know, if you see someone get murdered, they're passed on and they're having, you know, a better perspective, but you're suffering more by observing and watching it. So, especially those with dementia, they're not processing reality like we are observing that difference. You know what I'm saying? Does that mm. make sense? So,
0: where's their soul? So, so well, Their so,
6: soul's so. still here, they're still conscious, but it just chooses to have more of a limited experience to process this reality in a different way. Again, that's experience. If they didn't want to have that experience, they would have, you know, emerged onto non physical, they would have awakened. They're still choosing to see life through that lens.
4: Well, it probably explains why a lot of people with dementia like hang out. Yeah, and they stay in reality longer, right?
6: And I tell people they have that awareness of both sides of that, Oh, I I can see what's on the other side, and I hate saying the other side, but for layman's terms, uh, they can see the differences, and they realize they kind of like in between, you know, the two. But if it
0: puts stress on like a caregiver or like a family member, that's to teach
6: them a lesson. To teach them a lesson, the person caregiving them needs to learn a valuable lesson through that But experience. I never I've, deal with a lot. Um, that's a pretty hard I, lesson. But but I've Well, it's I've, not so much about being a hard lesson. It's a challenge that, that's that person's going to grow spiritually because without lessons in life, we're not going to expand. And through our expansion, even though the person may not understand it, through that expansion, that's why we have eternal life. That's why we live in a world of infinity, is because we get to grow and expand into our through our challenges, through our expansion of consciousness. That's what gives you that kind of all-knowing, all-seeing perspective.
3: So. But uh, I've had uh, an experience where somebody that, w- that was going through Alzheimer's and right. they they were getting really frustrated that yes. they were forgetting and they sure. were getting really frustrated that they were going to be a burden and that right. they wanted to take themselves out sure. because they didn't want to be here anymore right. because they were going through that.
6: Right. How many people have actually had that experience without having dementia? I've had that experience where I wanted to commit suicide and leave this plane because I don't understand yeah. my challenges. I For was sure. su- I went through suicide. Men- <laughs> I tried to take my life many times because of being gay, being Christian, Pentecostal god was christian and being abandoned i wanted to kill myself too but i wasn't seeing the bigger picture but looking back at this i say i'm so glad i have that experience I'm, i wouldn't be scott cruz now and with all the experiences i have and and the awareness i have now if it wasn't for those experiences so even though they're close to death it does not mean they're not that that's the final lesson it means they're just going to continue on you know for them to grow and expand what they need to expand on to. But again they're not processing it the same way that frustration as you're seeing it it's it's still different processing for them even though it appears very much like frustrated energy but they're experiencing it quite differently than we think because hmm. even when I was suicidal I still I felt carried you know what I'm saying when I mm-hmm. with the moments I tried taking my life I felt like you're better than this I I just had that feeling you know what I'm saying and I had this kind of like I'm not scared you know it's almost like me being suicidal and 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 and, and doing this I like I'm a badass. I'm going to do this. I kind of found my power in it. And I said, well, if you have this power and alpha, this, you have more to live for. And that's when I really kind of turned it around. So, yeah, I've had those challenging experiences. But, you know, when you, we see the bigger picture. And look, we may not see the bigger picture. Some people may not see the bigger picture in this lifetime and may awaken and realize, oh, crap, I played that game kind of crappy. Let me try playing it in another way. You know, so it's understanding that, that higher awareness will kind of make sense what's going on here, too, if you play the game wrong.
0: Happy Halloween, everybody! Yeah, this just <laughs> got <laughs> yeah, it. <does>. There. <laughs> All right, you thank, said no, deep, right? <laughs> no, no but I I, awesome. I really appreciate yeah. that because that's that an insight right. that we yeah. never uh, take time to think about it. We're right. always go go go, yeah. and you know we have we have our images to play. Exactly. And, and,
3: and fear kicks in so hard sure like in, in, in those kind of aspects sure that does. Rich r- yeah. really kind of dictates how you think when like when spiders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you can <laughs> just like. Push that the fear aspect off to the side and see the facts and the, the, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like if
4: you could just replace fear with something that serves you better, right? right. And, and you, Vodka, you you hit yeah. the, exactly, Vodka. but you, you
6: hit the nail right on the head because what is fear? Fear is actually focusing your perspective in a way that doesn't serve you, and that's right. very fearful. So you're exactly right. If you actually shift the perspective and use that fear as a, like we say, an inspiration to project a different thought, you're going to start feeling a different, you know, feedback, as you'd say.
0: But we often feel powerless with fear.
6: That's the whole point, because uh, that's the contrast. Because again, if you f- continue to focus on that fear, yeah, you're gonna get that feedback for sure. All
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's take a breath. Wow, <laughs> real fast, Alex, and we have to close out the show, yeah. Alex. When you go to the movies or you're watching TV, what is it that you're watching?
3: What do I, when oh, you're in almost everything, it's like God. Can we take <laughs> a break? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, when things take 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 me through the story, it's all about story for me. Like I'll I'll be I'll be there for the whole ride if 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 it's. If the story's being told well,
0: so wh- what was the last TV show that you watched?
3: Um, well, I rewatched The Office. I <laughs> <laughs> love The yeah. Office. The b- I binge watched. The Office. am yeah, a fan. But the, the BBC one, well, bo- bo- BBC, but the, the BBC American one. The I, American. one. I, gotta, oh, I love. I love. Steve Carell. I got. I got. Uh, he's he's I great. Him. But man, I, I the BBC one is That's so just, great. Oh. It's so uncomfortably it's so funny. Exactly. Yeah, and it's Ricky was Gervais before all its all time, it. and it was my favorite time. Yeah.
0: So what was the last movie that you actually sat in the dark, got your popcorn?
3: Um. Uh. That was Mother. I just went to go see Mother. What did you think, think of mother? it? Oh my God. <laughs> good. Yes. Uh, did, can we swear? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was there was a lot of this of like. The fuck is going on? <laughs>
4: it's a lot of that. <laughs> but <That's, laughs> that. uh, <laughs> Darren. That's Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <asking me. laughs> but
0: my favorite film of all time is *Wrecking for a dream. It was so uh-huh. awesome. so that great that's that's, yeah, that's a, a great different great level. That's a, a that's
3: a different level. I love that. Bo- that's a great movie. I that's a love that. So good.
0: It's it's literally. I listened to the soundtrack to yeah. meditate which is weird because it was no, such it's a, good. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um we're going to finish up the show with our rapid fire for both of you. Okay. But real fast, who's coming up on the show next week? Uh we have some independent horror filmmakers. We're talking about indefe- independent filmmaking. We have Stephanie the Haunted Doll, if our listeners remember her, she's coming back to the studio. When she's in the studio, crazy things happen. I just heard Joanna Cassidy is coming to the show. She was in Roger Rabbit. She was in the original Blade Runner, but also she was in Six Feet Under, which is one of my favorite shows. And she's in uh, Bravo TV's Odd Mom Out, which I love her. Marco Marco, the fashion designer, is coming up with his runway models uh, to join the show before his runway show in LA. And it's always a crazy time. And then, you know, we have different people. Uh, we have porn star Arad uh, from men.com coming with Andrew Christian. And we're going to talk not about porn. We're going to talk about how he came to the career, his exile from uh, Iran, from the military. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Diverse. You never know what's going to be on, on the rocks. And Andrew um, Christian's bringing underwear? Well, he brought, like, great books last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants to do rapid fire first?
4: Yeah, you you probably guy. already
1: know the question. <laughs> I cut it. Yeah, you did too. <laughs> All right, on. let's go.
0: go. I'll go. Your dream co star.
3: My dream co star, Jennifer Conley. Mm
0: who was in Rocky for a Dream? She's wow. so good. Yeah, she never guys ages.
4: She doesn't, act. she doesn't work enough. <laughs> that's true. Really. Which, she which, needs she to which be might be good stuff. because when she does yeah, something, I it's know. great. And you, and you know, know nothing about ages, her. Though. You know nothing about her. That's either. exactly. Like, great. I
3: yeah. never thought about that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. No, you're right. great.
0: The role you would go back in time and film the original.
3: Rocky. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, right, you know, so good. That's
3: good.
6: I like
0: that. Your favorite song to sing?
3: Ever Long by Foo Fighters.
0: I have to talk to you about my time with Courtney Love, by the way. Really? Yep. That must have been... It was intense. It was one month in her bedroom, us locked in. What? Yes. What? It's, it's the craziest Courtney Love story you've ever heard, and she and I hung out for a month in her bedroom with the doors locked.
3: That's what? crazy. Yep. That's how crazy. You, a movie. How do
6: you drop that and just leave it there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like, exactly, right? The like, whole show, Because right? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. My, what do you uh, mean? My best friend at the time became her personal assistant, and she was entranced with me. <laughs> wow. Her favorite musical, is Sound of Music, but she Do was. Do you see our faces
3: right night. now? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So we talked about David. Grohl all I the time I well. oh yeah, she's not a fan, is she? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are your trailer <laughs> personal items that m- like you just have to have? Not like oh, bottle of water and this. Your personal items.
3: Well, I I, I need some weights in there. We Got to have some weights in there, and <laughs> porn.
0: Yes. Really? <laughs> I just I just had yes. to kind of
3: turn you you from the weights. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that true? No. Oh. Just <laughs> the weights, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like a family photo, a rosary. Or um. Really?
3: No. Not not necessarily. A rosary. Where did that come from? <laughs> no. Just just some weights, and you know I'll bring some stuff like you know some like a little ghetto little little speaker and. And that's about it. A ghetto speaker. Yeah, a ghetto speaker. I like You're so <laughs> low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say ghetto blast. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right yeah. yeah. You went old school. And brought I went old, old school. school. Yeah, brought it back. And man. what is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> what is my guilty pleasure? I can hear that breath. You know, right <laughs> out <loud laughs> in these. Episodes. He's trying to filter through <laughs> what he saying. I am. I am. That, which, 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 which one are you going to? Trying share. to filter, and you know, I don't know. Like, it's I, I like a glass of scotch. This is my guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that.
0: This is like a, a bad cop, good cop show. Like, <laughs> no, we're on point. We're on point. I'm like, I'm like, point. Oh boy, I'm
6: like supporting him. Yeah. Uh,
4: Absolutely. No, don't I touch doubt each it. other in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm they, keep, <laughs> they keep moving closer. Did you yeah, notice that? They're, they're, the they're uh, way I'm, over there on the other keep, side of they
3: the They keep studio. saying I'm out of shot. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want this guy to beat me up. You know? It's all right. It's all right. I'll share. Kind of fallen is No.
0: Just give another shout out to your females across. Oh, the Cuddle Puddle. The Cuddle
3: Puddle Nation. Um. Again, yeah, I, c- I can't say enough. They they've been nothing but supportive and always always um supporting everything that I do. So they're they've been fantastic. And
0: where can our listeners find you,
3: Alex Pond, A L E K S P A U N um at Twitter or or Instagram and Alex Ponovic and spa- on Facebook.
0: And it's A L E K S. That's right. Right, Scott, you're up. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> Strangest thing to happen. <laughs> oh, i supposed, supposed
4: to know. No. No. There we go.
0: <laughs> What is the strangest thing to
6: happen to you during a reading? During uh, my guides and spirit left while I was channeling. So basically when I'm getting information, they both, it's when I was like in training, I guess, a medium in training. And uh, they just completely left bailed on me. There was no information, no data. I'm like in the middle of the session. Why do you think that they they bailed? (laughs) They were laughing, by the way. Um, I think because they wanted to see how much I can really kind of reel in the connection back. Interesting. Um, they were testing you. It it was a great test because it threw me off, but then I see I had to refocus and when I did they came back and so it really taught me how to reconnect and be sustain the connection. So it really taught me a lot. But it was very embarrassing, I have to say. I'm like, uh 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 you know, I realized I can't you you can't cold read. It would be impossible and I couldn't even do that to even save my life when they, they disappeared. But it definitely was a great uh experience. But weird.
0: God, I, I love that. Uh your you know. binge food, we know you don't Eat sugar. <coughs>
6: I like pork rinds, sunflower seeds. Um, I do make like chocolate fat bombs out of like coconut oil and and, and cocoa and yeah. Rebel and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all all this fatty shit. I like it. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: what is the guilty pleasure TV show that you watch?
6: Oh, I don't. Have to, I keep that TV off. But. Um, <laughs> I, I love. Um, can I just name a few? Because yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I've been like I binged watched like Drag Race. I didn't. I was like had my nose up against. So and <laughs> I watched. I'm like that's a good show. Right now I've been binge watching um, uh, the Office, the, the U.S. Office again. Um, but I kind of don't watch much TV though. I, I don't have cable. I stay away from it. I'm always in creative mode, so I, I don't influence myself too much with TV.
0: We are never gonna hang out. Um, What would (laughs) I do?
6: I do Netflix and chill though, so I do kind of like you know documentaries, horror movies. I've watched every horror movie, but you know love horror films, love
0: them except for Annabelle Creation and it. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh What would the name of your biography be? (laughs) Oh my god, really?
6: Me. (laughs) That's simple. Me. That's not egotistical at all. <laughs> it's a biography. <laughs> it's a biography. I think <laughs> Thank it, you. Actually, <laughs> it's taken by, I think,
0: uh Catherine Hepburn. I think mm-hmm. her biography is called me. me. Then it. <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be in all the Google searches. Exactly. Uh musician, uh, Beyonce or Gaga?
6: <laughs> oh, really? You give yeah. me that oh, selection? Yeah. Nine,
0: yep. Rapid fire, hurry up.
6: Uh I'd say gaga because she does play her own instruments and she, Smart. you know, is she yeah. Love love that answer.
0: Where yeah. can our listeners find you?
6: Um, I am on iTunes, uh, just posted some new stuff uh, on there, so it's very new, so Rescues on iTunes, Amazon, um, you can find me on Facebook, Scott Cruz Official, I think it is, right Craig, something like this, I don't know, he knows, um, and that's also okay. Instagram, uh, I think the Instagram is uh, Scott Cruz, if you look me up, you'll, you'll definitely see it on Instagram as well, so that's Scott Cruz. The Scott Cruz. The Scott Cruz, yeah, they, they've changed it, so I don't remember some of them.
0: Michael, where can, where can we find you and follow you?
6: Michael
4: Ferrer on Facebook?
6: How how (laughs) exciting. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) it has got the chills. It's kind (laughs) of easy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
4: mferrera7466 on Instagram. And yes. Thank you, Mama Twitter. Rose,
0: for being in the chat room and, and we you those her. questions. We, we do love
6: Mama
3: Rose. Oh, I love mom, her. Mom,
0: Scott said his mom is kind of crazy. We got to get them. Uh,
6: no, it's not <laughs> crazy, but my mom is like, you know, she's very hands on, and I love that. I'm like, I'm a mama's boy.
3: Mine's the same. I'm a I'm a mama's boy too. Like it we are, mangoes. we are full of mama's boys yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. And, my, and
6: my dad, dad knows. My dad steps out of ways. Like I'll let them do their thing. Yeah, you know? it's true. My <laughs> d- my, my dad, but my dad connects, you know, just as well too. So.
0: Chris, thank you for your first time with the show. Way to go. We popped his cherry.
6: We popped Chris's cherry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys, I love my listeners so much. You can can see us on video and on audio. The only thing I ask you is, and this happens with radio, interact with our social media because we've been taking little clips, little boomerangs. Go to On The Rocks On Air on Twitter and Instagram. I know you're out there. Come find us. We love you. We'll see you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Nice.